All right, you ready to begin your training? Yeah, sensei. What the? Mercy is for the weak. Here, on the street, in competition, a man confronts you, he is the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. What is the problem, Mr. Diaz? No problem, Sensei. You, you punch me. I have asthma, so... Not anymore. We do not allow weakness in this dojo. So you can leave your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made-up bullshit outside. Is that understood? It's about a way of life. Take that first lesson. Striking first is the initial step towards victory. Okay, like when you're at a party, you see a hot babe. Yeah. You don't wait for some other guy to go talk to her first, do you? I mean, I've never been to a party, so... Big surprise. All right, look. Striking first is about being aggressive, right? If you're not aggressive, then you're being a pussy, and you don't want to be a pussy. You want to have balls. Don't you think you're doing a lot of genderizing? What? Oh, uh, sorry. Don't you think you're doing a lot of genderizing, sensei? No, uh, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, uh, my guidance counselor says that certain words perpetuate the sexist worldview that can trigger... Quiet! All right, and away we go. Welcome everyone to this level of All Up In Your Geek, the best hour of your week. You are welcome. And with me as always. Money here, live on tape delay, covered in Google from head to toe, and comfortably situated in the mothership. This is Flash Rodman questioning the fact that you're always covered in Google every single week. <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. And this is Lou, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Judo, coming to you from the All Up In Your Geek studio. And I'm, I'm going to break suit a little bit here and go by our very first product sponsor. Ooh. I saved the no. surprise. This ep- is, does this happen to be a podcast that hasn't yet released? No, this is an actual. <laughs> this is an actual product. Ooh, whoa! Yes, it's, five alive. No, no, it's brought to you by Johnny Walker, a song of ice, Game of Thrones, fucking scotch. Yeah, wow, that's that's fruity. Well, actually, it's not. It's it's very strong, <laughs> but it's delicious. Well, you're you didn't get any money from them, Lou. Stop lying. No, they got money from me, though. <laughs> <laughs> <That's your right. laughs> and with that, let's geek up. Saddle up your horses. Uh, so emails? Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Yes, sir. You know it. Geeks, I wanted to know what you thought about Google Stadia. Not necessarily the quality of the platform as it currently stands, but more as a concept. I think it's a truly viable alternative to the next-gen consoles set to release this month. If whatever company is heading the project can secure some real developers, and therefore games, I don't see why it wouldn't be the end of consoles as we know them. Thanks. Signed, The Revolution is Upon Us. How we feel about Stadia? 
Yeah, didn't we cover this? I'm pretty sure we did. And uh, yeah, my, we did. my position has not changed at all. And apparently <laughs> neither has Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned Stadia because I was going to bring up on another show recently uh, one of the ass clowns who kind of works for Stadia, but not really, uh, came out with a pretty controversial statement saying that, um, you know, uh, Twitch users who stream games should have to pay like a, like a royalty fee. <laughs> to the companies and he, wow. uh, he took a lot of heat so much heat that even like i think google was like hey this guy doesn't really uh represent what we're about damn that sounds like it was pretty yeah yeah it was pretty funny well i i think he makes a good point i i if it's done right i don't see why it wouldn't eliminate consoles if the games are there to be played and i think that's the problem with the current google stadia is that the games just aren't there to be played yeah and the games that are there to be played are games that have already been played in right. other places so the yeah. only people who are really benefiting are those who you know don't have an xbox or a playstation or whatever those are the only people that are you know going to benefit from that and from what i understand i've not tried it um but from what i've read from what i've heard the the way that it streams is not that great like it's it's the the video quality is not that good oh is that um, true yeah yeah it's it's kind of shaky on the uh controls so i mean i think that was a good first attempt i think you know google did a good right. thing by opening the door for this type of discussion i'm curious to see who's going to come in and take it and run with it um yeah. you know we discussed very briefly and i i do mean briefly um that amazon is taking a crack at it with their uh, streaming service or their gaming service Luna. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I, Amazon's a pretty good company, but then again, so is Google. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I think the concept is where it should be. I think it's a great concept, and it's just got to be executed properly. Right. And if that's the case, this revolution, dude, is probably right. It, it may very well eliminate the big black box that populates our entertainment center or the four big back black boxes that populate our entertainment centers. Right. Well, thank you, Mr. Revolution. And that's all I got. All right. So, uh, Bob, why don't you conquer my mountain, buddy? All right. Well, that one email was brought to you by <laughs> the new novel, uh, by R.S. Danker, To Conquer a Mountain, the exciting tale of one man's road to redemption, available right now at Amazon.com. Boom. I'll get that and a Luna. Right. You sure you don't want to pay, you don't want to pay uh, uh, streaming royalty fees you know, <laughs> when, when you're on, on Twitch? You sure you don't want to do that? I'm Please? I'm, po I'm positive. It, right? I, I don't know. I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to do that? So moving on, my finely feathered friends, I would like to discuss some good old-fashioned television today. Old-fashioned television or real television now? <laughs> well, it's real television now, but we don't... Do people still watch the boob tube? No, not, not no? the same way. No? No. But anyway, so I guess this isn't really old-fashioned television at all because it's all on this new fandango the netflix 
<laughs> it's all up in your geek TV, bitches. Yeah. yeah. Streaming live on Google Stadia. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning and the longest I don't want it, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. I want to know if you saw the trailer for the new Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did not. Bob, how awkward was it? Am I the only one who thought it was super awkward? No, I also thought it was awkward. I don't, you know, and I, and I was trying to like put my finger on it, but I guess in my head, I wasn't expecting it to be, I don't know. I guess they can't fucking make this show this the same that, that it was. Right. You know, and they sort of like turned it into like a almost like it has like a 90210 yeah. kind of look and feel to it now. And I understand that, you know, that's how shows are now. But like, I don't, I don't know, but it threw me off. It, it kind of threw me. And then, you know, and I saw fucking Zach Morris. And that was cool. And fucking I saw AC Slater and, you know, and I was like, all right. But then they, 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 they rolled in the new characters and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. What was it that was so awkward about it? Well, first of all, they all look awkward because they're oh. middle-aged now. And Well, you didn't, you didn't like seeing Max do his fucking magic tricks from 100 years ago? He's the one. He looks the best out of all of them. Right. <laughs> but, no, I, I don't know what I expected. But the original was just so much fun. And it was so comforting mm -hmm. and relatable. And this team, I guess maybe this is what high school is like now, you know, but Bob's right. It had a very 90210 feel. Mm. It seemed, I don't know. It almost seemed like they were trying to, to toe that line between being what they were and now evolving yes. into something edgier. Yeah. That's, that was the, that was, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly how I felt. I felt like they were, you know, there was some throwbacks, you know, cause I mean, you got to remember the original fucking say by the bell. It was kind of like a kid show, you yeah. know? Right. Yep. You know, so, you know, so there was like some, some of that. And then, yeah, some of the like, yeah, like new hot, like Riverdale, you know, yeah. bullshit, you know, that were, and, and yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird mix. And then on top of it all, no fucking screech. No oh, screech. well, that, you're not going to get that asshole. I know, I know, no, I know I'm not going to get that because he's alienated himself from the entire cast. I get that. Yeah. But it doesn't, to support this joker for one second it doesn't feel right without him he was one of the few characters well i want to say one of the two or three characters that was in every single episode even back when it was good morning miss bliss screech was yeah. there zach was there and i think lisa was there right um i don't remember if lisa was with. i don't bliss. know i don't think it had lisa it definitely no. it definitely had zach it definitely had screech um, I think Lisa, Lisa and it had came, Mr. Belding. It had Mr. Belding. Right. Lisa Ryan. came after Miss Bliss. I don't think. Um, right. I mean, yeah. It's look. It's been how many years? But I did. I did read that Lisa's gonna be. They're gonna. They're, she's gonna be back. Um, they got her back. Right. Right. And I get that. But I feel like you can't do Saved by the Bell without Screech. Just like you couldn't do it without Zach. I think you can. No, I, don't, yeah. I, don't know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but that guy is such a fucking asshole that I, I don't. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear him. You know, he. No. he could, you know, the truth. In in all actuality, it's probably that role in that show that made him such an asshole. Right. Well, he was younger than the rest of them. Right. Yeah. In real life, he was. 
I want to say significantly younger than the rest of them. Refresh me. Point. Refresh me as to what it is he's done through the years that have made him an asshole. Well, he wrote a book that he yeah. claimed after the fact was written by a ghostwriter and not him uh-huh. that I think was called Behind the Bell or something yeah. of the like where he exposed all of the antics that went on backstage and the hookups and the drugs yeah. and alcohol and so yeah, he kind of trashed everybody and and kind of yeah said everyone was yeah like either screwing around or doing drugs or whatever and and then after the fact claimed he didn't write it, which to me was sort of a bitch move. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're gonna come out mm-hmm. with all this shit, at least man up, have the ball to stand up for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and then he um I think he was like he filed bankruptcy or something. He was losing his house and then he did some kind of. Uh, Kickstarter or, or something to like get money and sell t-shirts or something. And I, I think it might've been a scam or, or, or something. And yeah, he's just, yeah and he also went to jail. Right. He's just, he's not a good dude from all of the accounts that are told if that's accurate. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's the only one who's got his head screwed on straight. Who knows? But word on the street is that, I think he made a porno. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, that, that sounds. Good. But anyway, so I just I don't it it did it felt awkward. It felt very forced. It felt very awkward. Mm-hmm. The characters looked, I guess, as you'd expect, middle aged character. You know, people who have aged. What has it been? Thirty years. Good job. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it just it, it wasn't it wasn't that comforting I, I don't know how to how to articulate first of all it's, it's a two minute trailer so I, I don't want to trash it before it comes out maybe it's great but they keep, <laughs> I felt the two minutes was too long <laughs> <laughs> well what's the they, premise like what are they what are they doing what's the connection well, with them like they're Zach, back inside mm-hmm. Zach is yeah. go ahead Bob yeah he's right he's the, the yeah right the mayor the mayor right. of what? Bayside? Bayside. Oh. All right. And um and his his son is in in the high school. Mm-hmm. And I think Mac Morris. <laughs> yes. What? what? <laughs> Mac. Mac? Oh my Mac god. Morris. And then uh A, I think AC Slater and um is like a I think he's is he one of the teachers and I, I think, think so. fucking Jesse is like the I think she's a doctor or some shit like that or and yeah and then like so all the kids are like in school and there's all the, the high school drama with the kids that are going on but again the drama seems very very like 90210 kind of drama not you know the fun light saved by the bell drama yeah it does interesting yeah, exactly it, it didn't seem fun it, it yeah that, that's a good uh, a very good way to put it bob it didn't seem like it was fun it seemed dramatic yeah, you know, so, see, it would have been it would have been better if they would have tried to do some type of old school comedy in a new school environment with Zach as the principal, and then yes. a few of them as teachers, a few of the original cast as teachers, and then if Screech wasn't such an asshole, he could have been, you know, like the secretary or something. I, I don't know, like Zach's right. secretary. Zach, Zach could have married. The daughter that Mr. Belding never had and taken her name so he could now be Mr. Belding. <laughs> right, Mr. Belding. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not with that. Yeah, um, but but this yeah, if it if it's more drama than comedy, it kind of loses the feel of Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, you know, wasn't that even um, even Full House, right back mm-hmm. in the day, which was a fun show and it had a message almost every episode when they did their Netflix series Fuller House. It was right. the same type of feel. It was even in the same house, just with right. the original yeah. cast in a different capacity. Um, right. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's probably what they should have done with this show. Is yeah. to try to kind of capture that original feel yeah. and well, you know let's, let's give it an opportunity. I mean, I'm not excited for it. I don't know that I'll watch it. I might watch one episode just to see what it's all about. No, I'm out. But yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't look like my bag of douche. I uh, what was it? Um, Jimmy Fallon did, um, you know, on his Tonight Show, he did like a a, a whole throwback to Save by the Bell where he did like a mock episode and he mm-hmm. had fucking you know uh, Mark Paul yes. Gosler and yes. you know I and Mario that. Lopez and he had all those you know all, almost all of them there and they did this little like couple minute you know funny like homage episode and I thought it was great and it was hilarious and I'm good right. I'm good with that. Yeah, like I'm, I, that was my fill. I saw them. We had some fun. We had a couple of laughs for a few minutes. None. But, but you know what? And you're probably right. I mean, I didn't see it, but you're you're probably right. That's enough. However, I would be interested in something where they brought back the old set, and now AC Slater was the gym teacher, and Zach Morris was the principal, right? And Lisa Turtle was the counselor, or Elizabeth. Bur- I would be somewhat interested in that. That would tickle my fancy a little bit. But no, 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 no. Jesse Spano <laughs> has to be the dance teacher. That's how it works. That's the only uh, way I'll accept I'm it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Well, now, moving on to something also kind of new, but not as new. Uh-huh. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Did you gentlemen get a chance to watch? I did. Yes. Yes. And what did you think? You know what? I liked it. I did not enjoy it as much as uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Um, It's two completely different stories. Mm -hmm. But I've said many a times that I am a sucker for a good love story. And that's exactly what this was for me. Even though it had all of this haunting stuff and essentially it was you know, like a ghost story in its core was a love story. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I did not know that it was going in that direction until the very end. Right. Um, But I really enjoyed it. I thought it told just a really good story in general, minus, um, you know, two of the potential romantic components to that thing. Actually three, if you think about it. Um, I thought it told a good story about the history of a house and why all this shit was happening and it left you thinking of different outcomes, and my outcome was not, um, you know, what happened. All right, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to repeat, but that that was sort of my assessment too. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it was, it definitely was not as good as the whole haunting of Hill House. Um, you know, that was that show was, you know, yeah, fantastic, probably one of the best on Netflix, and right. you know, the that show fucking hooked me, and you know. Along with, you know, season one of Stranger Things, I had to, you know, fucking binge the shit out of it. Right. You know, where this one, even though I did, I did all pretty much binge this one. 
Like, I, I didn't feel that, like, oh, my God, like, right. I must, you know, get to the next one. Like, it it had a, definitely had a much slower pace. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely took its time more. Um, yeah, and I think, like, Lou, what you said, it, it, it almost really wasn't even like a, a horror story. It really was more of the love story with, you know, some spooky elements. Right. Yeah. You know? But, but you know, that said, though, I mean, it was still, you know, uh, really well acted. Um, it did have a really uh, interesting story. I, I definitely was, you know, into it, um, you know, but again, it definitely was not um, a- as good as, as Hill House. Yeah. Um, well, look, I loved The Haunting of Hill House. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought this was okay. I thought right. it was maybe good. Right. But – I honestly, without spoiling it, I found it a little bit derivative. I think a lot of the premises they used have been used before in similar types of stories. Yeah. And and I also found that they tried too hard. Like Lou was saying, he didn't think that's where it was going to end up. And I can agree with that. But I think it's because they tried so hard to make it that way, that they jumped around all over the place where each episode you had a different feeling of what was going to happen because they were just trying to disguise what was really going to happen. Right. And while you were doing it, it felt lost almost. You thought yeah. so? Yeah. I mean, no, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. I want to when they, then when you get to the end and you realize, okay, that you probably would have figured that out had they not sent you on a million different routes See, to false. I thought that that was the genius of it. That, you know, you're coming off... Well, let me not say just coming off of, because it's been some time since Hill House mm-hmm. was released and and between the time that I watched that and, um, and Bly Manor. But mm-hmm. thinking about Hill House and what that was, you're going into this show with that same level of expectation. And in right. at least three or four episodes, they threw you a couple fucking curveballs that threw you off. So now your brain is processing it differently. Um, and it led you in a different direction. I'm okay with that. I'm good with a swerve. And, and they gave me a yeah. good swerve. And I was expecting something different at the end. But then the end happened. And I was like, all right, I get it. I can take it. You know, I it goes along with the way the show was going. Now, had they done everything that they did and then in the last episode ended with some you know creepy gory nasty shit it just wouldn't have fit in no and i think you're right but i guess what i'm saying is if you take the very beginning of the first episode Mm -hmm. where she sits down at that party and starts to tell the story okay and you take the very end of the last episode in the hotel room Mm -hmm. i think that that was sort of the natural progression of the show the expected outcome but they didn't want they almost it, i almost feel like they wrote it from start to finish mm-hmm. and then they were like this is way too predictable so let's redo the episodes and just put them all over the fucking map mm-hmm. so you'll have no idea where you are but then you'll end up in the same place that you were going to end up anyway maybe i mean that's possible it, it certainly can feel that way but i mean i think there were so many different elements within each episode mm-hmm. that you have to wait till you get to the end to put it all together. Like, in my opinion, one of the underlining themes, you know, of this in, of the entire show through, you know, from first episode to last was manipulation. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, and even though this is a love story, there's a lot of fucking manipulation going on about how this girl got to be the au pair of this house and what was mm-hmm. going on in the house and people realizing, you know, who was who. And then you've got the, you know, this Peter Quince guy who was uh-huh. the master of fucking manipulation. Um, right. You know, I thought that even though this was based around a romantic theme, that it also kind of crossed into that manip- manipulation circle as well. So, I mean, there were a lot of different themes going on. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Like, even if even if they would have done it straight through and it would have been predictable, I would have still enjoyed the story. The story was really good. Agreed. It, look, it was good. Uh, I'm not crapping on it. It was good. But it was nowhere near as good as the first season. Mm-hmm. A typical sequel that doesn't live up to expectations as far as I'm concerned. I don't disagree with that. I don't think it was anywhere near as good as the original Hill House. That story was fucking... I mean, I mean, it was good. I can't even say it was good because I'm saying that Blind Manor story was good. The Hill House story was fucking amazing. Oh, it was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Go ahead, Bob. I know you were trying to say something before. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was saying that, yeah, I felt like a lot of the times the the episodes in this Blind Manor, there was a lot of jumping around. And, you know, at some point... You know, like right. I, I kind of got a little annoyed with it. You know, it was like a lot of like repeat scenes and repeat scenarios. And, you know, and it was really like, I mean, I was able to follow everything. No problem. But like, it, it, I felt like it was relying on that a little bit too much. You know, yeah. the, the, trying to confuse you. Yeah. You know, I think after a while, there was one episode um, where, oh, what was the woman's name in the show? She was, was it. Uh, she the 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 uh, the the black lady with yes. the bald head. Yeah, she had one episode where she was literally like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Right, you know, yeah, that's, that's that's, that's cool. what it yeah. felt like. And I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like, I I felt like I was starting to lose it a little bit. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I've seen this fucking conversation now five times. I don't want to see it again. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> right. Yes, I yeah. felt the same way. I felt and the same the, way. Yeah. With all the dream jumping. Yes. And it just didn't make any sense in the end. Not that it didn't make any sense, but it, it was logical, I guess, but it just served no purpose. Now, I think you're yeah. right. I don't think it made sense. I don't think, I don't think the dream jumping made sense. They should have they called it something it. else. They never explained it. Right. They never, they never, Nope. I mean, it's like they're like, hey, guess what? We can do this and watch. We're going to keep doing it for no good reason. It's not going to lead to anything and we'll never explain how or why it can happen or the significance of it. But we're just going to confuse you again. No, I mm. you know what? I feel like they did explain it. It was just a very like, yeah, they were tucking them away when they were possessing the body. They were tucking them away in a, in a comfy dream or not or not even that. I got the feeling also that all of these and I'm not going to say who, obviously, because this is still fresh. We're not going to spoil all of it. Um, they were purposely not telling you who was dead and who was not. Right. Because all of these presences on this manner were mm-hmm. unrested souls. And this is what unrested souls do. Because once this big thing happened on the grounds, everything kind of went away. And yeah, now dude, every soul that, found its place. I'm sorry. I saw that from, I saw that from a mile right. away. Right. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. I think they I, explained the dream jumping. The dream jumping were these souls unrested going from one place to another to figure out where they were and why they were there. But they didn't uh, they didn't explain the purpose of it. No, that they didn't do. 
They did not so, explain the purpose. You're right. It, it was just it just felt scattered. Is the best or, way I can put it. Or did they? I mean, these souls are restless for a reason because they were taken in such a you know I, I don't want to say vile way, but taken in such you know a rapid way that they just didn't have time to process, and they're stuck there. Right, but why? But like, why? It didn't have any significant play in anything but the story that the woman was telling that in the end was irrelevant because it was just the story. It was really about her story. It was her story. Even though she kept saying it wasn't hers, it was right. 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 I just, I just felt that they did not do a good job of staying on point, but it was intentional. All right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I completely disagree with that either. I mean, it, you, you could be uh, it. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense. Like I pulled from it what I pulled from it. Um, but you're right. It did seem staggered in some of the episodes, even with the kids. It just, you know, it seemed to go back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that was strategic. Maybe they did that because they realized, oh shit, what did we do? We just we 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 basically just gave you eight episodes of the Notebook. That's <laughs> you know that's what we did. Well, well I think yeah. way, I'd have a problem with it if it was intentional. Uh-huh. Then you probably should have done a better job with the story before you went into production. Okay. And if it was unintentional, then you need to remove your head from your ass promptly. I would say would, I, I would say it would be both either way. Take your head out of your ass both ways. <laughs> I refuse. My head will stay out my ass no well, matter what. Well, gentlemen, we've been building this entire conversation. We started out on the doldrums of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We moved up to the Saved by the Bell disappointment. <laughs> and a pretty good show in Bly Manor, but ultimately another disappointment. But this next show did anything but disappoint. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you reveal, I just want to say Bly Manor did not disappoint me. I was not disappointed. I was. Okay. I'm just letting the people know that I'm not disappointed. Okay. Fair enough. Continue. However, is one badass motherfucking show. Cobra tie, oh, Cobra yeah. tie till I die, baby. Holy shit! Do you want to know what this reminded me of? It is a very well documented fact that I am a huge Batman fan. However, when you're there's a saying that I've or a quote that I read somewhere. When you're a kid, you love Batman, but when you become an adult, you start to appreciate the Joker. And that is what this fucking show is. When you watch the Karate Kid, is a you know when or when we watch the Karate Kid, or at least me when I was a kid, you're like, yeah, crane kick bitches, ah. But watching this all these years later, and then seeing Johnny's story, you understand it. You dig it, and it's like, yeah, don't be a fucking pussy. Right. So yes, I agree. You know, I have one complaint about this show. Okay. And. It is simply that when the credits are coming up in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. that Ralph Macchio gets top billing and not William Zabka. Right. Interesting. Because, first of all, we all love us some Ralph Macchio. Yes. I found his acting to be awkward, whereas 
if William Zabka is not the greatest, <laughs> the number one all-time natural heel, then the term shouldn't exist. Agreed. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I have always found Ralph Macchio's acting awkward. His roles have always seemed awkward. His body language has always been awkward. His face is certainly awkward. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that I think that's who he is in general. But as an actor, he has this awkwardness to him. That's what made him so believable as yeah. this, you know, uh, nerdy, geeky kid that got picked on moving from Newark, New Jersey to California in the Karate Kid. Yeah, well, look, let's call a spade a spade. He's not a good actor. All right. And I will say that watching Cobra Kai and watching William Zabka, my first thought was, Willie, where have you been all my life? Why was I not seeing him in more? Like, this guy is fucking gold. He is gold. Like we were denied. We were yeah. denied William Zabka. And I'm pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. Look, look. We should be appreciative and gracious for the William Zapka that we did get. Yes, because we and could I have am. gotten none. We could have gotten none at all. Fair, fair point. I and listen, you know, I agree. This show, or at least through the first two seasons, which is all that's out right now, is the ultimate love letter to not only the inferior original movie. But to the 80s entirely. I agree. They, I told you when I, to, when, I, yeah. when I recommended it to you, I said that they took the essence of the Karate Kid from the 80s and made it work in this generation. They did. What, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I don't know if I said this at the time, but I'll say it again now. This show. Wait a minute. How can you say it again if you don't remember you said it in the first place? <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. Is that this, this, this? Look, this show is fucking awesome and it's excellent. And while I was watching it, I I was amazed at exactly like you said how they took something that was you know from thirty years ago, however many years ago, mm -hmm. and brought it back and made it fucking awesome. Yeah, and it made me very happy, and at the same time, pissed me off because this was. The, the care and and uh, the level of detail and the love that was shown to this show was not shown to Star Wars in the fucking sequel trilogy. Oh and it pissed God. me off because yeah. I'm saying, how can we do it so good? And these guys who worked on this Cobra Kai show do such a fucking good job. And fucking Disney and Lucasfilm fuck up the sequel trilogy. I can't, I can't with you, bro. I can't. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on true. a second. It's damn no. true. Listen, not, there not, were... It's over. There's no discussion. Simple no, trilogy no. is garbage. They're erasing it. It's over, Listen, Johnny. there were three Karate Kid movies that had these characters in it or some versions of them. Then they had other Karate Kid movies after that, which were not good and not treated with that care. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that Netflix and whoever directed this with them took that level of care the same way that they are that Disney Plus is taking care of the Star Wars universe now. There's nothing we can do about those trilogies. Just let it go. Let yeah, it we, go, Bob. We're, no, no, we're, we're going one step forward. We're erasing them and we're starting over. That's what we're doing. For the love of William Zabka, 
Can we please not pollute the Cobra Kai discussion with the filth that is Star Wars? Listen, the, all right, I, I apologize. Listen, I retract, I retract my statements. The, the force is strong with Cobra Kai. I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what I think I loved most about this show was all the callbacks that they brought in yes. from yeah. 30 years ago, How again, however many it was. Absolutely. Some of them weren't fit to be on the show at all. Yeah. But they'll put them but in and they're like, how do we how do we get this guy on? He's on his deathbed. And what did they do? No, they he, was, he literally was. He died right after. Yeah. 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 And I believe I really believe he died. He probably died during filming. <laughs> no, right no, after. He died he, after. He passed away right after. <laughs> it, really? Yes. Yes. Holy he was shit. like fucking he had terminal cancer for real. Oh, he did. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it's a good it's a good thing they caught him when he, when they did. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that that was a bittersweet kind of episode, you know, cuz yeah, I was, you was. know, I was happy to, you know, see, you know, the old crew back, but then I was fucking sad cuz the guy was was yeah. dying and I and I got the I, impression when I was watching it like, oh shit, maybe this is kind of for real. And then yeah. I read and it fucking it was. was. And yeah, and I didn't realize that either. Away. Yeah, I didn't know that either until after the fact and I was like, "Oh, man." And it was yeah. that was a really good fucking episode. It was. Um, it was. Yeah. But I well, mean, I, I think that the real genius here is that you think the show is going to go one way right. based on who the characters are. And then you slow, the slow progression is that the two of them kind of switch roles. And they, right, yeah. the kids who they're teaching and their own kids are switching roles. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, it's fucking done. It's brilliant. It, it is. It's beyond brilliance. It's. It's so good. Let me explain to you how good this was. I was watching this with my wife and my kids. And I was a little reluctant with the kids because of the language. But I said, you know what? I'd rather they hear it from me and me be able to control it or listen while they're watching with me. So Don't be a pussy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so many of the throwbacks that were thrown just in the first four episodes of the first season were so intense that... My wife and I immediately told the kids who loved the show after the first episode, you guys cannot watch this until you have watched the original Karate Kid. And right. literally that weekend, we made them watch the original Karate Kid and they were fucking out of their minds. They loved it. All wow. these years later, that movie still fucking holds and yep. they yeah. fucking loved it. And then we also had them watch the second movie a couple of weekends after, and they <laughs> and then loved you had that. Them one. Watch the one with Jaden Smith. No, no, no. See what crap is. That's the one. That's the one that they saw, and they were like, "This isn't like the Karate Kid." I said, "What are you talking about? It's the same <laughs> characters." They said, "No, the one we saw had, you know, someone else, and and it was uh, Will Smith's son." I said, "That's not the Karate." <laughs> you can't live in this house and say that's the Karate Kid. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I have three comments and then we can move on. Okay. First of all, the episode length was fucking perfect. Perfect. A half hour, perfect. 40 minutes. Perfect. Right. Just beautiful. Beautiful. And it leaves you wanting more. It of does. Course. It does. Secondly, I think at some point, I don't know how many seasons they're going to drag this show on for, but at some point, preferably at the end of the series, mm -hmm. we need some sort of hologram Mr. Miyagi to make an appearance. 
Mm, no. CGI Miyagi? Fucking Tupac, they could do it with Mr. Miyagi. No. Mr. Miyagi's half the size of Tupac. No, they. I, I can't. I, I, and number three. Go ahead. Number three. I want to nominate William Zabka's character, Johnny Lawrence, in Cobra Kai specifically, as one of the all-time greatest characters in any movie slash show ever seconded he, he seconded so fucking entertaining on every level you yes. know what here's the thing here's the thing about william zabka not only did he nail this fucking role he kept true to the character from 30 fucking years ago and never skipped a beat never skipped a fucking beat it's as if for the last 30 years, he's been bitter about the Karate Kid. And he came out in this show. It's seamless. His, his Johnny Lawrence is like, you know, from where, where he wound up to where we see him in the show now. It's like, it's so believable. And you just buy into it instantly. Everybody, and, like even fucking um, the old sensei. He plays that role fucking yeah. perfect. And he still yeah. looks great. He looks yeah. the same. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I, I just have to say, I just have to say, the the woman that plays Miguel's mom is hot. Just saying. Yes. Yes. I want to thank you, gentlemen, for for reminding me and reminding me and reminding me until I watched it. Because wow. And anyone who is listening to this that hasn't seen it, seriously, do yourself a favor and watch yeah. this fucking show. Yep. Absolutely. Especially now, you have no excuse. Because, yeah. the, you know, unfortunately, the first two seasons were on fucking YouTube TV. Yeah. They had to fucking get that bullshit just to watch that, you know, this gem of a show. But now it's on Netflix, so there's no excuse now. That's true. You but know I, what? I do I, want to propose. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I want to propose a question for, you know, for the season three. Who who would you like to see? Do you want to see, like, Elizabeth Shue return as Allie? Yes. Do you want to see... You know, maybe uh, Chinzo from the the second one, the you know Okinawa Ooh. guy that he fought, or you want to see Johnny Lawrence versus Billy Barnes <laughs> from Karate Kid Three. Well, look, I, I think it's, it's pretty obvious with the way season two ended that we're going to get Elizabeth Shue. Shoe. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, no, me too. Me too. I'm okay with that. I think that's perfect. And you know, I got to, I'll, I'll correct myself. I said that um, in reference to the care that was taken with this show, that the people at Netflix and whoever directed it was, I forgot that this was first on YouTube. So, uh-huh. you know, I guess whoever, dis- whoever did direct it and then decided, you know, to start it on YouTube, great fucking job. Yeah. Agreed. So good. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that you watched it and got through it. I knew you would. I I knew that this version or, or just the character of William Zabka and the way that he was would resonate with money. I fucking knew yeah. it. Oh, yeah, dude, that that is me. From even <laughs> even down to the what's Facebook. Like I mean, I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, just just absolutely unbelievable. Please, please, please watch it. And now, Lou. Would you please wait the next seven minutes of my life with sponsorships? <laughs> I am exactly going to do that. 
This level of All Up In Your Geek is brought to you by The High Heeled Gamer, the Oprah of the Nerd World. You can catch her on a website at thehighheeledgamer.com or live on The Breakdown every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on Facebook. Boom. No, you're not going to ask this week, Bob? All right, fine. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It's a broad look at all things comic heroes and villain-related news, interviews of actors, writers, and artists of your favorite comic book paraphernalia, and coming soon, issues with hosted by Jeff Messer and The High Heeled Gamer with an established look at your favorite comic book series. Also coming this Friday, All Up In Your Geek presents The Freaking Geekin'. No singing this week? All right. We're the freaking geek and we're the freaking geek and what a fucking asshole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I stole his thunder last week. I didn't want to steal his thunder again. (laughs) Well, you should have. Where the All Up In Your Geek team give you a Friday power-up. And lastly, I co-host the JFW podcast with the High Heel Gamer and Splick Laga. And this week, we're going over actually what happened at Hell in the Cell. Um, versus what the predictions were. So, yeah, there's that. Boom. All right, gentlemen. It's time. It's time. It's name that game time. I'm ready. Previously referenced by our very own D-Money, this game was a fan favorite of the late 1990s. Ed, Lisa, and Dre not only hosted the game, quote, each and every day, end quote, but they also were its main participants. And finally, this game show arguably put the hot in Hot 97. Gentlemen, please name that game. I'm confused. I'm super (laughs) confused. Are we naming a game or a game show? Well, it was a game, game show-esque segment. All right, that it makes more sense than it was a game show. That makes more sense, and you're making me dig into my brain because I. Hear, oh, I know you know it. Oh, I know you know it. I hear the beat in my head. And oh, you do. I know you oh, do. Man, it was it was it wasn't really a game show, Bob. It was like a. It was, was kind of like a. Yeah, it was kind of like a segment they did on the morning show, Hot 97, when Ed Lover, Lisa, and Dr. Dre were, were hosting it. Um, and they would have people call in and kind of rap to the beat, but there was a format to it. And I know there was a fucking name, and it's escaping me right now. Oh, my God. Uh, th- does any of that make sense to you, Bob? <laughs> Uh, well, I th- yeah, I think I vaguely know what you're talking about, but um, again, I, you know, Never I heard it secondhand, like I didn't. Say that again. I am white. <laughs> so is money. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And you know what's funny is that a couple of episodes ago, um. Money was singing the fucking thing. Oh my god. I'm going to have to call time. No, don't call time. Give me give me have to give me an answer here, Lou. Give me 90 seconds. What to look it up on the internet? No, I'm thinking. (laughs) Oh god, I'm I'm here. I can hear the beat. I sang along with the shit and I can't remember it. 
fuck me. You know what? I'm, uh... Shit. <laughs> God damn it. Well, the name of the game segment... Wait! Game show. Wait! What? Go ahead. I'm thinking either who that or something check-in. God damn it. Go. Well, both of those were incorrect. <laughs> the name of the game was True That. Oh, True That. That's what true it was. That. Yes, it was. It was. True That! <laughs> and that, gentlemen, concludes this level of necking. Yo, I'm about to call bullshit on this whole fucking segment. This, the inception of this fucking segment was to, to name a video game. No, and, no, and we're naming no, douchebags, and now we're naming uh, radio, yeah, radio shows. shows. I know. I know. What is the name of the segment? Is it, is it called? I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to drop. I'm about to take my fucking quarter, and I'm going to drop it in because here comes a new fucking challenger. Here comes a new challenger. How about a real fucking name that game, motherfucker? How about that? Enough of this fucking bullshit. You've annoyed. Here we go. You've annoyed Bob. Money. Thank you. That's it. That's it. You want you you know you want you want to fuck with me? You're, you're gonna fucking get it. You're gonna get it right now, listeners. Please, please tune into this week's freaking geek end because Bob is already annoyed before we even started recording. Okay. <laughs> Released in Japan, this side-scrolling beat-em-up <laughs> came out for the, uh, for the Nintendo in 1991. Oh, God. It was developed by Technos of Japan. It also released in the arcade under a different name. It is the third entry in a famed beat-em-up franchise. And controversially, the arcade game offered players the ability to drop in extra quarters at the shop to buy weapons, power-ups, and even other characters, making it the first game to have microtransactions and DLC. Wow. Gentlemen, name that game. Wow. Damn, Bob was ready. He was ready. He knew that you were going to do some bullshit naming yeah, douchebags and radio shows. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Well, wait a second. We, we got to play here. I don't... Uh, 91 was late for a Nintendo game. I'm thinking... I'm going to give you an extra clue. I'm going to give you an extra clue. The, the arcade game was called... You know, something, okay? The Rosetta Stone. Ooh. But the NES game was called something, the Sacred Stone. And furthermore, the NES game had a famous uh, miss, uh, uh, I guess it would, uh, I guess misprint for one of its titular, well, not titular, one of its main characters. Hmm. Sacred stone. Huh. Well, 
I, I got some fucking sacred stones for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Uh, sacred stones. Beat them up, huh? I want to say by 91. And this is a famous legendary beat em up franchise. Well, Lou, this is your area of expertise as I was not a big beat em up guy, but I'm just going to throw some names out there and you tell me if anything. The only name that I've got in my head right now as a Nintendo beat em up is Double Dragon. Right. Well, there's obviously Double Dragon. There's. I mean, would you. It's not really a beat em up. Well, there's two bad dudes. That you know what I thought of bad dudes also, but um, I I don't bad dudes did not have a different name in the arcade. It was all because that was Data East, if I don't if I remember correctly, and it was now, bad dudes in the arcade. See the other other game. I'm just trying to think. I don't know if they're beat 'em ups though. They're more platformers. What were you thinking? You know, there's Shinobi and Ninja Gaiden and um. No, but you know what? Golden Axe, but... Those were all the same. Shinobi has been the same, and I don't think Shinobi was on Nintendo in 91. Um, yeah. yeah uh, and Ninja Gaiden is a possibility. I don't remember the different names of the Ninja Gaiden. I don't know if it was just Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3, and that's it. Yeah, but Ninja Gaiden wasn't really a beat-em-up, was no, it? Like, that, it was a, it was a side-scrolling action. Yeah. Beat em up. Hmm. Beat em up what to about, me is Double Dragon, Final Fight, about, those types. Wasn't of games. there? Wasn't there a River City Ransom? Yeah, but Riv, I don't know if River one. I don't know if River City Ransom was an arcade game, and two, I certainly don't know if it had a different name other than River City Ransom. Plus, there was nothing about stones in River City Ransom. I mean, I feel like there might be a big one that that's just slipping our minds. I don't remember anything about a Rosetta Stone or a Sacred Stone. Me neither. I don't even remember those terms associated with any Double Dragon game, if I'm being honest. Um, and I don't know if Double Dragon was an arcade game. I guess it would have had to have been, right? So, Bob, let me ask you a question. If I was, if I had selected this exact name, that game for you, would you have gotten it? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. 91. 91 that, was late. 91 was late. And it was also it was also ported to the Sega Genesis. Ooh. And the Game Boy. Oh well that doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> that, I was thinking that when you said Genesis, I was thinking um Eternal Champions, but that wasn't a beat em up. That was just a fighting game. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, shit. I mean, that, that makes me think, although you say, I don't know, not by 91, I didn't have a Nintendo anymore in 91. I had a Genesis, right? That wasn't too yeah. early. Genesis, was it? No, Genesis was 89. Right. That's what I thought. So. I was I was way off the Nintendo train at this point. Maybe Nintendo. Well, when they released the game over here for the Nintendo, see if this helps. It was published by Acclaim Entertainment. Hmm. That that screams Double Dragon now. Well, 
Is that your final answer? Well, oh, so you weren't looking for the, the the whole title. You were just looking for the franchise. You gave well, us half, yeah. Right? I kind of gave you the the other because that was going to be really tough if I was like yeah. specifically right. <laughs> yeah, we See, would never. Then, then we yeah, have to. Ahead. Then we have to go. Is it Double Dragon? The what? What? What was it? The Eternal Stone or Double Dragon Two? The Eternal Stone. Double Dragon right. Three. Double know. Dragon I Four. Think, I think we should go with Double Dragon because I, if if my instinct is correct here, I think Bob may have given away a tell. So, Bob, we will go with Double Dragon as long as Lou is okay with it for a final answer. That's fine. I can't. I, I don't think anything else would have fit other than Double Dragon. Double Dragon is correct. And it was Double Dragon 3, the Sacred Stones, or... The Rosetta Stone. <laughs> so Depending on who you played in the arcade. So technically, we didn't get it because it's Double Dragon 3. <laughs> well, I, 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 I started by saying it was the third entry. In a, oh, well, yeah, in you the, did say that. Bob, yeah. Bob tends to give us final answer when we get the, the correct game. I think he's yeah, just... Because <laughs> you know what? It's like, you got it. Don't fuck it up. You know what? It's fine. You know. Streets of Rage 3, it. The Eternal Stone. Right, and the the uh, in the NES version in the intro, <laughs> instead of Billy and Jimmy Lee, it was Bimmy, Bimmy and Jimmy, <laughs> which is a classic fuck up. That's funny. Yeah. See, thank you, Bob. See? And that's thank fucking how it's done. That's thank you, Bob. That game, not that bullshit that you're fucking doing. That's how you do it. Thank bitches. you. Thank you, Bob, for restoring honor and integrity back to this segment. Yeah, you are welcome. Thank you, Bob, for restoring honor and integrity to my fucking segment. Thanks, Bob. It's my segment now, bitches. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that's going to bring us to the end of this level of All Up In Your Geek. Remember to keep those emails coming to allupinyourgeek at gmail.com. Follow us on all forms of social media at All Up In Your Geek. And in closing, geek up, motherfuckers. Get your ass to Mars.